Crew, let's ranch it up. Y'all know me, Jeff Tigger Earhart. Tigger. Hey, everybody. Thanks for riding with me today. A big thank you to our partners, the American Semental Association, the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator. That's free, by the way. Check it out. Downtown Threads. They do all of my embroidery, all of my marketing, everything for me, and they do a wonderful job. Medora Boot and Western Wear. Tell them Tigger sent you, by the way, when you go online and you place your order. And Ranch House Coffee. Dave keeps me going all day long. Now I want to move right into this. No co-host today, just me. Want to move right into this, and I think it's appropriate. Thanksgiving just around the corner. Let's talk about food or the lack thereof. McDonald's announces a new chicken sandwich and the McPlant burger. Yeah, this is from CNN.com. This is the this is the deal. Would anyone eat a burger called McPlant? Uh, McConfused, if you ask me. The company joins other fast food chains like Burger King and Dunkin' in getting in on the plant-based trend. Last year, it began testing a burger in Canada that we're going to hear about in a, a little bit later on in the show, uh, made from patties from Beyond Meats, the seller of meatless products. You can kind of imagine what I'm thinking about this. So I think it's time to move right into today's cattle battle. Let's get it on. Cattle battle. Now, as promised, yes, I'm going to dive into the Impossible Whopper. Now, I want to bring this up first that I noticed when we went through the drive-thru and it said 100% Whopper, 0% beef, okay? So here's what we got, the Impossible Whopper, and uh, the wrapper is green on it. It says flame grilled to perfection. So here we go, opening this up. So here's what we got. I'm taking this apart. And has the has pickles, onions, mayo, and uh, tomatoes on this. And here is the patty. And here is the, I'm going to say the impossible patty. Perfectly round. Interesting on that one. Let me just kind of break this part here a little bit. Um, grilled, yes. Dark around the edge. Kind of burnt around the edge. And here's what I'm doing. I'm. I'm breaking this apart and I'm looking at it, but it's really, it's really kind of gray in the middle. I don't know if any of you have tried this, but it's this, it's this gray matter. <laughs> That's how you say it. But all right, so here we, here we go, and we're gonna take our, our first bite of this. <laughs> hey, if if uh, if this is my last, everyone, thanks for riding with me. It's been, it's been great. All right, here we go, and. uh well, okay. Absolutely, everybody's getting a chance to listen to me. Listen to me chew. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say this. I- I'm out. I- I'm out on this. Not There's not a lot of flavor to this. This is just my opinion, all right? I'm trying to be as unbiased as I can. There's not very, very, very blah. Uh, in, in the, here again, I'm, I'm kind of opening this up, and I'm looking at this patty. And it's really kind of great. It does not have the consistency of ground beef whatsoever. It's more of kind of I've heard this before from people saying kind of kind of a mushy type texture to the 
to the inside. So uh, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm I'm out. And here's here's what I did. I got to be honest. I did order another meal because I kind of assumed that this wasn't going to be necessarily to uh, to my taste buds. And as we're going to visit here in just a little bit after the break with our guest, when we start talking about the preservatives that go into making something like this is where I question. Now, again, if this is what y'all want to want to consume, that is totally up to you. If that's what you want to do, this is not something that I want to eat. And here again, I'm, of course, against calling or labeling this meat in any way, shape, or form. This is a uh, this is something completely different. But here, let's get somebody else's back. I'm going to bring Rebecca in here, and I'm going to throw you under the bus here. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, Rebecca's in the studio. She's working on her stuff. Yeah, throw, throw a headset on, if you would. You've um, I grabbed an extra one if somebody would be willing to do this with me. Um, Sorry, Rebecca. Why, why thank you, okay. I guess. <laughs> so here's, I kind of went through, I want your opinion of this. Please open this up and see what you think. I got her the same the same thing. I got an extra one, the Impossible Whopper. Oh, we're Reach. not having to share. No, no, no. I've got, I've got mine in, in front of me and you've got yours. So here's, I just want an unbiased opinion of what you think. Well, I'm opening this and... I don't know if you noticed this, but the patty does seem to have like a different color to it. That's what I was saying. I did. I, I, I did. Yes, I am now. checking this out carefully before I take a bite of what you just handed me. Um, the bun looks to be the same as I would imagine a, a burger to have, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, yeah, the the patty itself has a different different color. So I'd say like a gray. Okay, that's just. just were you cheating? Were you listening to me? Or you're being honest? You're no, saying I just this, came okay. in the door. Okay, just she just okay, she did just walked in. I said that it has kind of a grayish, uh, it's it's a grayish type uh, type type mush to it. Um, did you smell it? I didn't. Uh, mine doesn't have much of a. Oh, sorry. I am one of those people that does like to smell new foods before I, I try them. Um, I don't smell anything. To me, it it doesn't smell like meat. Okay. I don't. I, well, it's not I, meat. I mean, of course. It's, well, I guess yes. That that would be correct. So, okay, take a bite. See what you think. <laughs> now, every everyone in the world gets to listen to two of us. I'm <laughs> sorry. Mm. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying not to be rude. Glad it didn't. So, tell me about the taste. Do you think it has a taste that is similar to our wonderful beef that we have here in the USA? No. I don't think it does. It doesn't taste like meat to me. It has just a very blah taste. It doesn't have. Yes. It's like it's it missing have the punch. something. It doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's missing something that would give it a seasoning or something. It just tastes very blah. Now, do you? It has a little bit of an aftertaste. Okay. So, I wanted just another unbiased opinion in here. Of course, uh, you know, Beck, you are you are a. A rancher yourself. You are a cattle producer. Yes. We, we both we both are. So obviously we are supporting US beef. It is the absolute best out there. It is one of the best sources of protein that you can find. But also I know that you are like me and you are, hey, this is America and this is freedom. And if somebody wants to wants to order it, I guess it's their choice. But that's where I, I, I kind of push back a little bit and I say, I tell you what, y'all, it's it's uh we need to be able to have the right ingredients see how i did that to be able to make if this is the right choice for us absolutely we need to know 
Yes, we need to know what our food is made of or where it comes from is very important. And notice right now that both of us have the Impossible Burger are resting in front of us and there has only been one bite taken from the Impossible Burger. Impossible Whopper. Mm -hmm. I have about a half a dozen questions, quick like, as we talk cattle, selling cattle, selling feeder cattle. Are you finally done with the drama? Do you really want to know what drives profit in those calves? What could drive profit in those calves? Is it time for services that are for the real world that work today as well as tomorrow? If your bull purchases don't come with genetic predictions from International Genetic Solutions, you need to ask why not. Here's another question you need to ask. Why isn't your seed stock supplier using the most advanced approach to genetic evaluation in the business? We have all been through enough, but we need a little bit more. On my outfit, it's real simple. We use genetic partners that value our dollars as much as we do. IGS, International Genetic Solutions. Ask for it. Why? Because it works. Welcome back, everyone. Along the lines of these plant burgers, y'all just heard me go through my very first taste of one. Still sitting there on the end of my desk, by the way. Let's have more of a discussion of businesses that are trying to, there's more, that are trying to get into the meatless meat market. And let's talk about where they are at in the process. I have Mackenzie Johnston waiting on the line with us today. Mackenzie is a reporter and journalist for the Tri-State Livestock News, and she ranches with her family in Nebraska. Mackenzie, thanks for coming on the show. Let's get to know you first, Mackenzie. Tell us what is your focus of your reporting for the Tri-State Livestock News? Um, I'm purely uh, focused on the cattle markets and cattle industry. Um, my main focus right now is on the issues facing our cattle markets, um, whether it be packer consolidation or uh, fat cattle trade, all the issues within our industry, those struggles that producers are facing currently. Um not breaking even, not getting a fair price, essentially. That's uh, what my focus is. Well, let's keep that focus going on the challenges facing producers. This has been kind of quiet for a while, and I think it's been quiet just because there have been so other, so many other topics, uh, I think, that are challenging to those of us that live at the end of dirt roads. And that mm-hmm. is uh, here just recently, it was on CNN.com. It was on, oh gosh, I mean, you can just go in and Google, and that is how one of our fast food restaurants, let me, I'll just say this, on McDonald's has chosen to go down the way of a plant-based burger. They're calling it the McPlant. Um, (laughs) I'm just going to throw it your way, Mackenzie. Talk to me a little bit about what this is, what this could potentially do, and and maybe we need to even back up when when some of the other fast food restaurant chains uh, tried their version of a plant-based burger. Right. We've seen all these other fast food restaurant chains come out with plant, plant-based plant alternatives, and they haven't really uh, gained any traction or any excitement by any means. But now we see McDonald's coming out, this McPlant burger. And it's kind of funny they're coming out. I think out it's with... McCrazy. <laughs> <laughs> see how I did that? <laughs> it's, it's outrageous. 
Uh, last year, they tested the PLT up in Canada, the plant lettuce and tomato with Beyond Meat, and nothing ever came of that. So now they're coming out with this Nick plant, and there's all this hubbub behind it. And all it is is a terribly processed product with lots of fillers and additives in it. I don't know. I don't know why any consumer would want to would want to eat that when they choose between that and beef, which is one wholesome ingredient. I have to say this, Mackenzie. We both have to because we are in the in the reporting world, telling stories, and we have to say, you know what? What any what somebody wants to do, that's their right, man. That's why we're in America. I mean, if that's what they want to do, that's what we, they want to do. And of mm-hmm. course, in the same breath, it is our opinion to agree or disagree with them, right? right? Um, right. And you mentioned something to me that is dis, is a concerning, uh, not disconcerting, it's concerning, and that is the amount of processing that this product needs to undertake before it meets FDA and, and all the different uh, EPA and the UPS, ASAP, or you're doing KP with the MPs. <laughs> it needs to meet all of these standards for human consumption. And here's where... I, I got to be honest, I have I, I just personally it makes me mad at this, not just the fact of what this is and could potentially do to my pocketbook as a cattle producer, but as a I'm kind of a health nut and I try to eat as healthy as I can and I try to stay away from processed food. Well, I right. tell you what, I can understand if somebody wants to eat healthy, I'm one of those people. But it kind of seems like we're defeating the purpose when we are consuming something that is so highly processed in the first darn place that's exactly it and i don't know they haven't came out with all the ingredients in the mcplant but a regular beyond burger has 18 ingredients which just blows my mind in a burger you're going to eat 18 ingredients and you know there's been this big push over the past few years to eat whole foods eat wholesome foods and now we're coming out with these alternative meat products that are processed and they call them healthy and then don't even get me started on their environmental outlook when they oh, push right, these right. products. Um, I, I think they need to know that greenhouse gas emissions from cattle only account for 2% of U.S. total greenhouse gas emissions. If, if even that, if even exactly. that. Exactly. Compare that to transportation, which accounts for only, excuse me, compare that to transportation, which accounts for 25.3%. And then we have electricity, 29.7%. But yet they're going after cattle. So here is the tough question, and that is, what do we do? Uh, I know it's very difficult. I've talked with many in regards to their opinion of of this of this product, and uh, I've talked to cattle producers. I've talked to non cattle producers, and it gets a lot of us kind of <laughs> amped up. Maybe is the softest way to say it. So in this time where we are at, which is I've said it a million times, is unprecedented. It's very easy to become upset frustrated and downright angry at what is going on around us. How, in your opinion, this is a hard question, I'm sorry, Mackenzie, but I have to ask it. How, in your opinion, should we deal with this? And you're probably going, oh, boy, don't ask me that, Digger, don't ask me that. That's a tough one to answer. In my opinion, I think as producers, we need to make sure we are sharing our story about how we are producing the highest quality beef in the world, about all the nutrients in our beef, Um, And we also need to be sure that these cattle organizations that we're a part of are promoting our beef. Then also on top of that, we need to make sure 
that we get the USDA to label these fake meat products appropriately. Amen. Yes, it, on a lot of these products, they they use the terms like bacon or beefy. There should be none of that on there. You talk to the dairy industry, and they lost 10% of their market share when almond and soy milk products came onto the scene because they put milk on those on those products. And consumers, they can't differentiate. And we just need to be make sure that our beef products, our meat products, are labeled appropriately. I've had this conversation. Obviously, people have asked me this. I hate it when they ask me this this question too, because I'm full blood German, and by golly, I'm just going to say how it is sometimes. And that uh, we laugh and we joke, but that is not necessarily the most appropriate reaction because. In, in in our travels, even though that we're kind of locked down in some places, our travels still require us to visit many times with people that do not understand what we're doing at the end of dirt roads. And that's where I implore patience. Mm-hmm. And I'm the first one that needs to step up for that. And and if we don't really understand, this is where, and here again, it's my opinion, opinion Mackenzie, excuse me, that we need to become as educated as we can even with our competition. I mean, it goes back to, you know, Sung Su, the art of war, right? So we need, if we don't understand it, we re, I think that we really need to so that we can have a respectful, I'm very big about that, that we can have a very respectful conversation with people where they don't have all of the information. So doesn't it pay for us to, to have the good stuff to be able to help them understand and allow them at the end of the day to make the decision that they feel is best for them? Yes, that, and that's exactly it. And like you said at the beginning of our conversation, each to their own. If you want to try a fake meat product, go for it. But I guarantee you, if you sit down and you eat a wholesome piece of U.S. beef, that's going to make up your mind right there. And you look at the ingredients and the calorie content and the nutrients, the, the difference between the two, the writing's on the wall, what the better choice is. Have you tried any of these... <laughs> Any of these products? Have you tried them yet? I have. I oh. last, yeah, I know. Shocking. Um, but last, we have to. Jan- yeah, that's exactly it. Last January, I tried the Impossible Whopper. Just knowing what was in it, I already had my mind up that it was going to be terrible. I don't want to put all that extra stuff in my body. And then also, it didn't have um, didn't have much of a taste. Uh, it didn't have the right coloring. I didn't think. I don't know. I guess if it didn't have that much taste in the ingredients, I know what's in it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend my time eating such a such a product. I think as an industry, we just need to be sure that we are doing our best to spread our story and be aware of these other companies, these um, these outside forces that are attacking our industry and our product and trying to overtake our market. Uh, I believe our industry is extremely vulnerable right now. As you said, we are in unprecedented times. We need to be aware of what is going on. And again, as producers, we need to be willing to fight for our industry. Mackenzie Johnston, thanks so much for coming on the show and visiting with us today. To follow more of the action of Mackenzie, which I encourage you all to do, just head to faircattlemarkets.com. That's fair-cattle-markets.com. Got me good. Up next, market recaps. Everyone asks me, Tigger, where do you get your boots? What do you look for in boots? Well, for me, it's customer service and American-made boots and tack. Medora Boot and Western Wear takes care of everything I need. 
You can shop online at MedoraBoot.com or follow along Facebook and Instagram. Give Medora Boot and Western Wear a call and tell them Tigger sent you. Medora Boot and Western Wear, making boots great again. Hashtag Tigger approved. To be known, you have to be seen. To be seen, you have to be noticed. Downtown Threads has us covered. They provide that upscale, stylish, noticeable custom embroidery design for premium clothing, apparel, and caps. They do it all for us. Downtown Threads Oklahoma has the graphic design team and knowledge to take your look to the next level and be seen. Call today, 580-237-7060, and follow on Facebook at Downtown Threads Oklahoma. Hashtag Tigger approved. Cattle market news and DTN's Shaley Stewart. Always a pleasure to have you with us here as we <laughs> ranch it up. How are you? See us. What's Hold on now. Hold on. You don't just get to start this like it's a normal show. Nothing is is odd or unhappening. I mean, on air, you were very kind and, and you were you were um, very politically correct in how you <laughs> ate the impossible burger. Tried but I would like to know burger. if. I would like to know if a third limb is growing yet. I mean, an extra arm, an extra leg. Are, is, are you turning green yet? Well, see, this is what this is what's going to happen. Is as, uh, as you and I finish this conversation, as as we always do, Shaley is on hold, and we'll we'll say fare thee well, and we'll move on about our business. But then you and I have the real conversation, and that's how you know that's how we we solve the world's energy crisis, and we actually talk about the markets, and we I actually get real about you know how much I got for my calves, and or how much I didn't get for the calves. Oh, I hear you. Well, I'm excited to to hear the the real because you are far braver than me. I would not touch those if my life depended on it. So I am a brave anyway. man. I am a brave man. What is going on? What is going on in this market world, Shaley? Talk to us a little bit. Well, I'm glad that you ask. So there's been a little bit of just kind of flippant trade. So let's just go ahead and talk about last week as it developed, as it transpired, and we everybody can get their head wrapped around it. So first and foremost, on Monday, we saw the markets just skyrocket. They traded into their new limits. It was really exciting. And really, that came down to the announcement that there was a company that said that they had a COVID-19 vaccine that they thought was about 90% effective. Okay, so that's good. That's great. We like seeing the cattle market stronger. That's awesome. So then we get into the middle part of the week and, you know, that excitement starts to die down. And then towards the later part of the week, the futures market just kind of fizzled out. And realistically, Friday pretty much took away all of the momentum and all the substantial um, basically ground that Monday had built into the marketplace. So last week, really, I mean, there were some advancements on the board, but they were pretty minute. And so last week was pretty much just a steady week. But if we shift gears and talk about the fat cattle trade, that was a little different because, you know, what feeder feed lots, excuse me, have been doing such a good job of waiting until the later part of the week mm-hmm. and really pushing on packers as they see these box beef prices get stronger and stronger. They're like, you know what? We want a part of that cut. We want some of that margin. We need to pad our pockets too. So we're going to make these guys go ahead and pay more for our cattle and so they waited until thursday and unfortunately at that point you know the futures market was kind of getting softer but nevertheless in the southern plains live cattle traded for a dollar eight to a dollar twelve 
mostly at $1.10, and that was considered $3 stronger from the previous week. And in the Northern Plains, dress cattle sold for $1.70 to $1.74, mostly at $1.72, and that, my friend, was considered $7 stronger. So it was a really good market, and just the analytical side of me says, oh, but the market was there, we probably could have got another dollar or two stronger, but it's okay, because you know what, they, they did push the market stronger, they did what they could, and the board just really didn't support them to move it any, any, any further than what they did. So it's okay, that was great, and when we look at box beef prices, it just really, it really throws in the psychological aspect to the marketplace. You know, you and I talk about it so often. Markets are people and people are full of emotion. And so mm -hmm. when we see the box beef prices scaling higher, I mean, goodness gracious, last week, Choice Cuts averaged $2.22. That was $11.96 stronger than the previous week. And Select Cuts averaged $2.07. That was $10.90 higher. So it's really exciting because we have some positive psychology being pumped into the marketplace heading into these, these next two holiday months. And so hopefully, BLOS will be able to regain some positioning and some leverage in the marketplace. But this is going to be a double-edged sword. And it's something that's kind of hard to manage because we know with holidays that um, ha harvest weeks in regards to how many cattle are slaughtered each and every week are typically lighter on holiday weeks. Mm -hmm. And so that typically is a negative connotation to the marketplace. So it's going to be a balancing act. But thankfully, there are some positive things to walk hand on hand with some of those kind of heavier bearing things. Shaylee, always a pleasure. Hey, let's talk next week, shall we? I will talk to you so long as you haven't grown a fourth arm. So anyway, my friend, we'll chat then. Take care. And that's a wrap for today. A big thank you to Shaylee with Cattle Market News and DTN. Mackenzie Johnston, appreciate you. From Tri-State Livestock News and FairCattleMarkets.com. Our partners, check them out. The American Semental Association, the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator, Downtown Threads, Medora Boot and Western Wear, and Ranch House Coffee. And crew, so glad y'all came with me one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook at Ranch It Up Show. Our email, ranchitupshow at gmail.com. And call us 24-7 at 707-RANCH20, 707-R-A-N-C-H-2-O. Join us again next week where it's always Tigger approved. For those of us who live at the end of dirt roads, stay ranchy as we ranch it up. I love this time of year. It's busy, exciting, nerve-wracking all in one. And now that we're getting ready to run those calves across the scale, ask yourself, is it really working? Did it really work? It's not about pounds. It's about profit. Sim and Sim Genetics, the science breed. The science of genetic improvement is at the core of the breed's existence, period. Profit through science. That's Simmental. It works.